0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eccle. This is episode 63. I am your host, Carter E. Got a pretty pretty slam uh, show today for you guys. We're going to obviously start with regional wrestling here. We had, I believe, close to 20 state qualifiers. In fact, more than 20 state qualifiers when you add in the girls uh, wrestling as well. There, of course... We're going to talk about NIAA realignment, I uh, made a decision. <laughs> the gift that g- keeps on giving, uh, according to the famous quote from our news editor, Duke Rittenhouse. Going to quickly touch on high school basketball, just kind of what's been going on in the last week or so. Um, we'll touch on high school basketball more next week, though, as they enter into regional play. Of course, we're going to give our Super Bowl picks. Yeah, I'm going to put Jeff on the spot with picks, even though. Football's not his favorite sport, but I'm sure you'll watch the Super Bowl, Jeff, right? I will. Okay, okay. But before we go any further, I would like to thank today's title sponsor. uh, Podcast is sponsored by Play It Again Sports, the best place to go for all your new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Play It Again Sports is located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. Check them out today or online at www.playitagainsports.com. All right, regional wrestling. Carson sends eight plus their two girls Uh, Douglas sends 12 and a um, replacement wrestler as well, along with three girls there. So 15 and 10, yeah, 25 wrestlers total headed to Winnemucca this Friday and Saturday for the state wrestling tournament. If I'm not mistaken, it's going to be the girls' state wrestling tournament, 2A boys, 3A boys, and 5A boys all out at the Winnemucca event center uh, this Friday and Saturday. It sounds like we could have a little bit of weather Saturday which uh, hopefully everybody has safe travels back from that. But you're going to be listening to this on a Tuesday or Wednesday, so we won't, won't get too far ahead just yet. Uh, we'll start with the Carson wrestling team, especially since they were the host of regionals, I believe the first time I've personally seen Carson High host regionals since I've been working out here. I know it's it's something that they do every every now and again. Um, maybe not so much for wrestling as they do other sports, but definitely, definitely a cool environment for wrestling. You know, something I had never noticed before is they individually light up which teams are on the mat, and I don't know if I... I, mean, I guess I just hadn't noticed that for basketball games or other uh, or other wrestling meets.
1: But. I haven't noticed it so much lately, but it used to be something that I always did. Yeah,
0: given it was rotating after every match, that made it a little more obvious. Um, of course, Carson High sophomore J.T. Heaton uh, was in one of those final bouts where they had the spotlights on each school rotating. So, of course, the Carson High logo all lit up. He was at 165 pounds in his regional title fight against... Reno's Breck Worthen, who was undefeated against league opponents this season. Uh they hadn't faced each other yet this year um when they met in the regional finals as Heaton was coming down a weight class. Uh pretty good I mean, pretty good uh three rounds overall. Heaton got the first takedown to go up two zero. Uh Worthen scored the next eight points. Heaton Heaton had a had a good run there at the end with an escape and a takedown inside of the final minute. Got it to eight five. Got kind of the juices flowing. Everybody on the sideline stood up, seeing if he could he could maybe pull it out. Didn't didn't quite get it done. But you know, for a sophomore who's now making his first uh, state tournament appearance, he was he was pretty excited. Um, and he actually talked to me about his his growth on the mat this season, going from his freshman to sophomore year. So we'll just quickly hear from JT Heaton. To start with, what do you what do you kind of make of your, your overall tournament here uh, over the last two days? Uh, I was pretty happy with the results. I mean, I wish I could have, like, obviously got the win in the end, but as a sophomore, definitely building up to, like, getting better and get better every day, then hopefully I can make to the higher ranks as soon as I, see I can, you know? Yeah, what, what do you think has been your biggest kind of growth point on the map this season? I think definitely my growth point has just been, like, confidence in a way. like wrestling freshman year I was on varsity all year mm-hmm. so that kind of kind of got handed to me a few matches so that kind of helped me build up to where I am now in a way uh, I guess for you is there anything in particular you think you uh, really excel at on the matters or anything you're looking for obviously you may not want to give away all the, the trade secrets yeah the state, no I got but, you uh, <laughs> uh, I mostly just look for like like early starts like I don't really like going in the third round so I just like getting getting there as like as soon as I can kind of wearing
1: the opponent down just seeing what I can do as fast as I can
0: Elsewhere, for the Carson High wrestling team, Lucas Wold was third at 126 pounds uh, this past weekend. He made the state tournament last year at 120 pounds, where he was second. His loss, only loss in the regional tournament from this past weekend was a 5-4 decision loss to eventual regional champion Abner Lopez of Spanish Springs, so that... Could be interesting if those two somehow find a way to meet up again at any point in the regional tournament. Imagine that or in the state tournament. Imagine that would be a pretty solid matchup the second time around too. Dominic Porter was fourth after falling in the third place match to Douglas's Michael White. We'll hear from uh, Michael here in a second. I believe it's like the third time Porter and White have faced in the last three weeks. Porter had gotten the better of him in the first two. Almost pinned him in this match as well. But White was able to to make his way out of it and, and flip Porter over for the pin there. Porter was 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Both of his wins in the regional tournament came via the pin. Jet Rupert at 138 pounds was 3-2 and two in his five regional matches to take fourth place at, like I said, 138 pounds. All three of his wins came by fall. Darren and Christian Ray were both 6th at 215 and 190 pounds, respectfully. John Barnes-Hurt will be headed back to the state tournament for the second season uh, to taking 6th at 150 pounds. And Jesse Oliva will also be into the state tournament as well as a sophomore after taking 5th at regionals. Over to Douglas, where uh, Sage 80 also led the Tigers with a 2nd place finish. Uh, he was pretty good at wearing his opponents down this year. He had over 30 wins on the season this year as a junior. Uh, he chatted with me post-match, and we're going to hear a little bit of that here in just a second, about how his involvement with uh, football, amongst other sports, has, has helped his wrestling. I think wrestling is a step above football and how hard it is. Like, football's a tough sport, but wrestling is just tougher. You know, you gotta. you can't blame anyone if you lose. It's your fault if you lose. It's not anybody else's fault. It's... It's, it is you know it's a tough sport it's just you out there you know that's why I like it it's because like if I lose it's my fault if I win you know it's it's on me so I think that football is also a tough sport but the conditioning for required for wrestling and the mindset for wrestling is just a little bit tougher than football in my opinion AD didn't need too long to uh, pick up his first two wins it was a little more than eight minutes to get uh, into the finals so he was 2 and0 with two pins. To make it into the finals, he ran into Connor Nort of Spanish Springs, who um, also undefeated in in league matches this year. Uh, Ad said he pretty much knew right away after the match what what caused him to get pinned, and said it's just little things he's gotta gotta keep working on. Um, but uh, his confidence is growing, and he's looking to hopefully get a podium finish at the state tournament. Michael White is in the same boat. He is coming back for his second state tournament appearance after making it last year. Uh, he's looking for gold as he heads to state. Here are his thoughts on the weekend ahead. Uh, yeah, what does it mean to you to qualify for state? It feels great. i like, mean, I get another stab at it from last year. Um, I wasn't happy with what I got last year. This year, I'm going for gold again, so. Uh, I guess, what's what do you think you have to do in order to, to get to get a gold there? What's kind of your... Your game plan here, and I know you obviously just finished regionals, but <laughs> what's your what's your game plan kind of this week heading
1: into heading into state? Um, definitely work during practice,
0: really hard. I gotta be sweating a lot more, probably gonna try to drop some weight and hopefully get some muscle during this week. Uh, build my cardio, so a lot of sprints. As I touched on earlier, White was able to beat Dominic Porter of Carson in that third place match of the heavyweight spot. He will be headed off to state. Joining him with third-place finish was Aaron Tekanzik at 190 pounds. Uh, he fell in the semifinals but bounced back with a pin in the third-place match. Dalton Nixon was third as well at 157 pounds, going 4-1. and one. Jackson Nixon and Kane Klein were sixth and fifth, respectively, at 175 and 165. Kai Blumenthal also makes it at fifth at 138 pounds. Victor Valdez and Jacob Lewis both qualify as well with fifth-place finishes, and Cody Highfield took fourth at 120 pounds as well. Gunnar Bleaker rounds out those results with 100 at 113 pounds with a sixth-place finish. Douglas finished fourth as a team with 134 team points. Probably doesn't come as much of a surprise to anybody Spanish Springs was yet again your team regional champion with 279.5 team points there. So a lot to look forward to for wrestling. Be sure to uh, read those stories that are online at thenevadaappeal.com and recordcourier.com. We, of course, will have more coverage going into the weekend as those state matches um, start up. Of course, we will also have coverage of Carson Douglas basketball on Friday. That game will be in Minden. Uh, will be the regular season finale for both Carson and Douglas's boys and girls basketball teams. Uh, but I think that's all I got for wrestling at the moment. It's a it's a fun environment, even when they when they get to that final final uh, round and they put the spotlight on. It doesn't make my pictures turn out as well. I I will not lie to you, but obviously it's not about me. It's a much much cooler atmosphere for sure. And uh, it sounds like we're gonna have some. You know what, that's not going to be a good segue. Anyways, the NIAA figured out realignment. I was going to say it sounds like we're going to have some cool matches in football. But all right, Jeff, you ready for the the explanation of all explanations? Let's see if I can do this in a reasonable manner. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wrote a call on this past weekend, and I, I almost wrote that, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day when it comes to the NIAA and figuring this out. As I was telling telling Jeff here before we started, I do think – NIAA executive director Donnie Nelson should get a little credit in this in this getting solved. Um, it took way too long, obviously. Realign committee has clearly shown that it's got some some holes in it as far as um, I guess getting people to to stand on neutral footing. But uh, Donnie Nelson went and polled every single school that he could get a hold of. He uh (laughs) said he refuses to take take blame for silverado not being counted because he emailed and texted multiple times uh and when the executive director (laughs) calls you out calls you out yeah it's pretty obvious that uh they they dropped the ball there anyways 42 to 19 total of the 3a 4a 5a schools in favor 42 in favor 19 opposed to this new Football realignment format, which is kind of what I said. I think he deserves some praise for it. A lot put, forced everybody to put their chips on the table. We were hearing a lot from these liaisons about how nobody wanted these certain changes to happen, but then we'd hear from other coaches saying, "Well, that's not true. We want this change to happen." Well, you get all the polls polling done, and um, none of them were consensus picks. So uh, you know, you know, there was some either miscommunication or. Uh, choice words used to to describe how how things were going there for the 5A North it was 11 to one uh, 11 in favor one opposed I do not know who the one school opposed was I really don't think it matters I have a couple guesses but that's that's not important um, what is important is that 5A North is now going to be split between 5A two and 5A three 5A one much like Class 4A will be an entirely Southern Nevada classification so the top seven teams from the south will play in 5a1 for their own state title or 5a open take a pick all right now to the fun part 5a2 will be the top six teams from the north so for reference that would be minogue mcqueen spanish springs reed Damani ranch and reno so the top six from the north will be in 5a2 They will compete for a state title against seven teams from 5A2 South, which is Las Vegas, Green Valley, Foothill, Basic, Sierra Vista, Durango, and Faith Lutheran. Here's where things get interesting. The team that finishes last in the 5A2 North in the regular season, right, so the top two teams will get buys, but the team that finishes last in the 5A2 North in the regular season will be relegated or demoted to 5A3, which we will get to in a second.
1: The next season.
0: The next season, correct. So this will be in every year. Now, again, in two years, we will have to do this realignment thing all over again. But after the 2023 season, they will realign, or one team will go down, one team will go up for 2024. So for those teams in Class 5A3, North Valleys, Carson, Douglas, Wooster, Galena, and Hug, let's just say... Carson wins the 5A North, 5A3 North next year. They have the best record. They would go up to 5A2 North, and let's say Reno has the worst record. I, I'm not guessing here. I'm just, just picking, picking two teams just for an example. Reno would drop to 5A3 North, and that would continue. Well, So that would happen after, after one season. The 5A3 North would align with the 5A3 South for their own state title as well, that being Desert Oasis, Spring Valley, Palo Verde, Cimarron Memorial, Clark Legacy, and Rancho. All right, still following with me so far? There's so some I new listed. names
1: in that 5A that we, they're, they're new to this recent one. North Valleys comes back up, Hug comes back up, and Wo- Wooster comes, comes back, back
0: up. Exactly. And the other unique thing is now the teams that they're going against for a potential state title they know. I mean, there's seven of them. It's not, it's not one of many. It's one of seven. And the top two teams in both the 5A2 North and the 5A3 North for playoffs will get buys, right, since there are six teams. So you'd have 3v6 and 4v5 in the first round, and then you're one and two seeds would get those winners, so on and so forth. Keep in mind that whoever wins the 5A3 North regional title does not get promoted. It is who finishes Unless in first, first place in the regular season. Right. So if Carson is first
1: and loses and loses
0: league. and Douglas wins the regional title, they well still. it would, Carson would mm-hmm. still be promoted. Mm-hmm. So, something to keep in mind there as well. Um we were talking about this before we got on. I do think this is a a fix. I do think this is the right direction. It helps with the Gorman problem as far as the north is concerned. They no longer are having to run into Bishop Gorman in order to win a state title. It makes the state titles for the North more achievable, too, um, as far as that, especially with it being seven teams um, from Vegas playing in that top section. Originally, I think the proposal was four when it was first stated. So that's that's the gist of it. Um, 3A is now... Eight teams in both the north and the south and they are quote enrollment protected schools so if you finish them last in 5a 3 north you are not automatically going to drop down to 3a that is going to be a different conversation so if you're last in 5a 3 north you're just last last. in 5a 3 north you'll have to worry about that realignment in the two-year cycle after 2024
1: sounds like it could be a a basketball decision
0: yep yep it 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 certainly could be. I won't I won't get that far. We're not that far yet, clearly. They still have an appeals meeting coming up Monday for this football realignment, and then it's got to get approved by the Board of Control <laughs> in March. So we're still kind of two steps away. But let's be honest, if s- something were to happen to change this, were I, don't, I shouldn't say we. The NIAA is going to be – upstream without a paddle because it will be it will be a problem if this if this does not get through because given that that board control meeting to approve is in march if it doesn't pass in march and we and this whole thing's got to go back to the realignment committee who knows when a schedule gets done and uh that is a hypothetical scenario i won't walk down any further but before we get out of here i would like to quickly touch on some uh high school hoops from this past week, gotta give a shout-out to Douglas High Girls Basketball. They are now basically in control of that number three seed in the uh, Northern 5A after upsetting Bishop Minogue and then beating Spanish Springs by one on Friday. It was a Leah Weaver's week last week, and the rest of us were really just living in it. She had 32 points against Minogue, followed that with 11 points and like eight rebounds and five steals or something against wow. Spanish Springs. Uh, she led the team in scoring for both games. Uh, Spanish Springs had a chance to tie or win there in the final moments. They had a one-on-one at the free throw line with 1.4 seconds left, down one, and missed the first free throw. Ball came off the rim and just got poked down the floor, and that was all she wrote there. Uh, Douglas will take on Galena and Carson this week, who are the eight and nine right now in the 5A North. So as uh, Douglas High. Head coach Jason Carter said they they control their own destiny now, and winning out means they will they will be the three-seed. Uh much the same for the Tiger Boys, who are now pretty much essentially locked up the four-seed, barring some pretty major changes. They fell by seven to Spanish Springs on Friday, 50 to 43. The the Cougars did a great job of closing that game out down the stretch. Every time Douglas fouled. Spanish Springs would down a hit both free throws. They were 14 of 14 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter, wow. which will win you pretty much any game. I think Spanish Springs scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. So, cool. you know, that's 75% of them came from the charity stripe. And uh, Douglas had had a lot of chances around the rim and just couldn't couldn't get some shots to fall. I mean, sometimes it's just how it goes. Other times it was some execution stuff with some turnovers. Uh, the bench depth has, has shrunk. Douglas is – only running seven seven guys out there at least against Spanish Springs um, so something to keep an eye on as we get into the the playoffs here in the final week of the regular season. Real quickly Carson and Galena are likely destined for playing games against each other on both the boys and girls side that month, that regional game that regional play-in game that eight9 game would be Monday at the eight seed so there's a chance that they could be one could be at Galena one could be at Carson both could be at Galena. I don't think there's a scenario in which they're both at Carson. I believe the girls are going to be at, the girls Galena. at Galena. The Carson boys still have a chance to right. to host that game there. <laughs> um, but like I said, much more high school hoops talk coming your way next week uh, as we prep for regionals. But definitely wanted to get a something in on that real quickly. Jeff, I'm curious before we get out of here. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Do you play Super Bowl Squares? Is there any like fun little little games you do to get you more interested in, in a sport you don't generally find the most appealing? The
1: Super Bowl is interesting because of the commercials. My my, I have one daughter that loves commercials. Uh, she is an encyclopedia of commercials and can recite commercials that you've never seen but she saw somewhere. So that's always fun. They're not as good as they used to be, in my opinion. Um, I don't think the quite the emphasis has, has gone on the commercials of the last couple of years. But, um, I also, the last few years and this year, including there's, there's some, I'll just call it drama of the, you know, I want to know if Patrick Mahomes can win another one. You mean Jordan? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I, but it's true. I, I love, I mean, I do this for a reason. I love sports and, and, those types of stories you know i saw barry bonds hit a world series home run into the into the into the bay so it's it's that that was that was live um so stuff like that i just you know things that have happened over my life and this is one of them
0: Uh, yeah uh take the eagles at your own risk i know eagles fans but i'm not betting against patrick mahomes uh he is the nfl equivalent to michael jordan at the moment. you can argue with me about that all you want, but you're probably wrong. And he's only 25, and yeah, you know and people
1: phenomenal to watch. People are going to say
0: what they want about that ankle, but two weeks to to heal and rehab, he's not going to look like he did against against the Bengals. And uh, I bet against Patrick Mahomes once when that was when the Niners <laughs> were in the Super Bowl. Niners fans know how that worked out. So uh, yeah, I you know if the Eagles win, congrats to them, but.
1: That road runs through kansas city until it doesn't yeah i have a uh, very good friend that lives in kansas city so i you know that i also have a friend here that is an eagles fan so i can't say oh yeah that's gonna be but um i always would love to see a good game yeah Um, and and some performance somebody's got to step forward
0: i do think it'll be competitive i don't i don't mean that as any reason to think i saying the chiefs are going to blow them out i think it will be a, a close game for sure but not betting against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what you should bet against, though, is is cryptocurrency, if any of you guys haven't. Uh, I'm still, still in that. Uh, last year was deemed the crypto bowl. I've read that there's not going to be a single crypto commercial this year because the entire crypto economy has just oh, tanked yeah. totally over tanked. the last year. Uh, or funny money. Um, but that's not that's not my term. I, I just enjoy somebody who's spoken a lot about it, and it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, go listen to anything Bomani Jones has ever said on cryptocurrency. I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I I think the Chiefs are going to win. Take it to the bank, Jeff.
1: If I had to lean one way or another, it'd be the Chiefs. Okay, I, there I you just, go. That legacy, I can't, you know. And, and it's just because I don't follow football very closely that I don't know any of the the, the Eagles names. Um, but I know that obviously they were a good team and they they did well to get themselves there. So. Uh, but, yeah, I would I would say I, I want to see a Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, well, if you need a, a football or pigskin to throw around at all this weekend, uh, be sure to check out Play It Again Sports, uh, the best place to go for all your new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, check them out today or online at playitagainsports.com. That's going to do it for Episode 63. Thanks, as always, to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, www.instaimage.com there sure to check out the Nevada Peel and Record Courier.com as well. And we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.